0: Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now just 174 shopping days left until Christmas, and you know what that means. That means it's the 4th of July, and this is Christmas Creeps, your one-stop shop for holiday movies all year round. Hi, I'm Joseph Wade. I'm your host for this evening. Uh, here with me tonight are my co-hosts, Johnny Five, the human robot, and Mr. Bradford.
1: Sure beats
0: breaking up with me. So, gentlemen, on, on this uh, auspicious uh independence day the birth of our our nation uh how are you doing
1: wonderful because i've because i've never been more proud of my country than now (laughs) (laughs) that's sarcasm yeah yeah oh fuck anyways (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that, that should tell uh, you
0: everything you need to know about about the the state we're in tonight. Uh, as we're celebrating the birth of our nation by <laughs> exercising our right to talk about anything we want, and for some reason tonight we've decided to talk of um, Hard with the Vengeance." <laughs> wow. Okay, John's gonna go straight into I, it. I am
1: unprepared for that, John. Yeah. Oh man, it's fucking great. Hard with the Vengeance." What? But it also does not place, take place during Christmas. Yeah, well... Which has not you. stopped us before.
0: Well, you know, if if, if we're going to talk about any Die Hard, shouldn't it be Die Hard Live Free Your Die Hard, the fourth one? The one that actually no. takes place on the 4th of July?
1: No, that's for next year. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, but no, really, hard. if we're going to do a summer movie instead of a Christmas movie, we should be talking about heavyweights. Oh my god, well... Uh, no, so we're going to eh? talk about Die Hard with a Vengeance and how... Even though, like, the guys in it speak better German than the guys in, like, the original version of the first Die Hard, the German they're saying and, like, the Ger- like the translation on the screen don't fucking match up. Well, <laughs> like, wasn't... It... In the first one, it was Severus Snape speaking German. Yeah, but, like, it was, like, really just pure fucking gibberish. Like, none of them were speaking correct German, I think. Oh. But in, in, in Die Hard with a Vengeance, like, I mean, the, the, the characters who speak German are speaking actual German, but just the subtitles don't actually, like, go with what they're saying. Is it, it's not even, like, a creative license thing, where it's like, oh, it could be interpreted like this. It's just, like, straight up made up? No, no, it's, it's like, it's like someone took what they were saying and just kind of, like, rewrote the gist of it, basically. But, like. Oh, okay.
0: Like, because. Like, like, transliterating whatever they said and then, like, feeding it back into, like, a a translator or something.
1: No, more like more like they just kind of like oh, okay when they're when he's in the baseball stadium. Um, I mean, when Samuel Jackson's in the baseball stadium and he's alone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one guard is like he's literally just saying yes or no in German. He's going ja, yeah, oder nein, and the translation is something like should I take the shot? Oh Which yeah, It's like that's that's well, what he's asking. But it's like why? Like maybe there was a disconnect where they like the script writers just wrote all the German parts in English. And then they had some German consultant to, like, make it sound more natural in German, like you're saying. Yeah.
0: Or that was, like, actually in the script, and then whoever was editing the film was like, Hey, wait, no one's gonna know what he's talking about here. So they just probably redid the subtitles to add
1: context? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, at the beginning, when he's in Harlem wearing the sandwich board, and, like, uh, Zeus is going, like, you know, (laughs) Oh, you... Like, you know, oh, this crazy white guy, he escaped from Bellevue. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, act crazy, you fucking idiot. He Like, he starts just raving, and he's literally just describing his morning. Like, oh, just, just, he does it in a really panicky, like, voice, so it sounds crazy, but he's literally just describing his morning. He it, woke up it, with it, a headache, and Lorraine made him go to work. <laughs> Pretty much, it, like, that's what he says, and that's what happened. J5, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Because if what? I don't stop you, we're going to talk for an hour and 30 minutes about Die Hard with a Vengeance <laughs> rather than talking about the actual subject of this podcast. You say that like that's a bad thing. It is It is a bad thing because this movie deserves to be discussed. Yes. Yeah, it does. Because there was an alternate ending where instead of uh, like shooting down the helicopter, like uh, Simon escapes <laughs> and, and like it's such a bad thing that John McClane gets like kicked off the force or something. And he hunts him down in, I think, in Paris. And, like, he blows the fuck up with a rocket launcher. Look, uh, that doesn't sound... That's a whole different cast. Of, oh, there goes the fart bike. Um, that doesn't sound a like a very
0: John McClane
1: thing to do. Th- well, no, yeah, that doesn't... Why, that's why that they d- changed the ending. That doesn't sound like a very Puppy Paws thing to do. Man, fuck Puppy Paws. It's not in that the spirit of sound, Christmas. That doesn't sound like an Eddie the Elf Dog thing to do. Okay, seriously... I, I want to know someone, please out there, whoever's listening, Booker. I guess I don't know <laughs> Booker. Listens. Probably that's Booker. A, please, that might be about it. Please help Christopher Lloyd. He needs our help. <laughs> oh, God! It's like it's Disney so has good. Some though dirt on him, like there's, it's so there's no good. No explanation. Are you like, kidding. Like it's like some like fucking like dead girl or live boy type shit Disney has on him. It's so good. I think he had like another child and it's they're being held hostage. It's so good.
0: So what Christopher you can you're... run around
1: on these streets wild.
0: You're Not, saying know, that Christopher Lloyd is 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 in the middle of a taken situation and instead of coming after them with his particular set of skills, he's giving them exactly what they want, which is for him to star in their terrible dog movie about Christmas.
1: Was is Angel he in the... the outfield Disney as well? Yes. So they've been holding this kid for like 20 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they've been holding this grown-ass man hostage. It's, it's Hannah Montana.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the hostage is just like, I'm late for my shift at, at Barnes & Noble. I gotta go, guys.
0: <laughs> Can I go oh, now? I have man. to pay my taxes. <laughs> oh, not man. until your dad um, makes is, that Santa sequel. He's not... Is CL in the sequel? I don't
1: think so. I... Oh, that's a disappointment.
0: So, in, in case you're wondering, uh, and in, in, in case you can't read the title of this episode, yes, we're talking about Santa Buddies tonight because
1: it's our 2009's f- Santa Buddies. Because it's our. Are you sure it's 2009? Because I thought it was 1994. Uh, with some of the uh, casual racism going on, it may as well be. With the casual racism and like the jokes that a guy who was like 40 in 1994 would think that the kids make. And like the sub Toy Story
0: CGI, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 1994
1: in this piece. Way to break those
0: moves. <laughs> but uh, I, I, the okay, so for our fiftieth episode, we said we got to oh. do something huge, and yes. Santa Buddies has been like hanging over our head like the fucking sword of Damocles. I'm like, let's just bring sword it down now,
1: please. sword of so Dogocles. sword of Dogocles. <laughs>
0: Let's just bring it's, it down uh, now and, and get this shit out of the way so we can start hanging another film over our head for the next
1: so, fifty episodes. Uh, uh Santa Buddies 2, or whatever it's called. The search this, for No. I think this one was this one was the search for Santa Paws, which yes. really didn't work. Okay. So So the sequel is called the title. Santa... The
0: sequel oh, is called Santa Paws 2, the Santa pups. So which says to me that
1: Puppy Paws is not the only Santa pup. I will kill you and then myself before I watch that. <laughs> no, we're watching it. That's episode 51. I want to watch it so bad. Are no, you kidding me? No, I, I straight up refuse. So when I saw one, one of the dog voices was credited as Buddha, I knew we were in trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for, for starters tonight, I, I want to start out by saying that Brad actually enjoyed this film.
1: Okay, no, that's... You're Go putting words in my, You're you're putting words in my mouth. I'm, I'm going to put putting your, in your words your mouth, back I'm into your mouth because they came out of your mouth like a week ago. Okay, all right. I didn't hate it. Also, <laughs> also it was it was very much at least for me in the category of so bad it's good. Like so many of the so many of the bad movies we watch are just fucking boring slogs, but this one was this one was a very special train wreck, which I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> Anyways, oh man. So, should we get into? We even, so, where do
0: we even we, start? Where do we? literally we should even probably.
1: Start? We should probably place this within the greater Airbud Buddies canon. Do you want me to break this down? So let's place this within the greater Buddies canon. So this is part of the film series that began with Airbud, which is about a golden retriever who can play basketball. Now Airbud at Which some let's, point. Let's be let's just be fucking clear here. What happened no. is this dude tra- taught his dog to play basketball and then they started making movies about it. Well, it, he's very good at all sports, they explain, in the film. In no, this no, I'm, film, talking, I'm talking about like I... literally like in real life. It's just the dog who was Airbud is fucking <laughs> comet from Full House. And it's just the dude who owned that dog taught it to play basketball. Wait. Is it the same canine yes. actor as Yes. Wow. Very cool. Um, so they explain for us in the middle of this film, g- thankfully, uh, that all of the buddies, these small puppies, golden retriever puppies are the, the sons and daughters of Air Bud, uh, a dog who is good at all sports, uh, as you can see with Air Bud, where he plays basketball, golden receiver in which he plays American football. And, uh, I think there's one about... Uh the European. There's an, food, there's football. One. There's an MMA one.
0: <laughs> there's Airbud World Pup, which is a soccer movie. There's Airbud yeah, Seventh yes. Inning Fetch, which is a baseball movie, and the, in, the the official end of the Airbud streak of this franchise is Airbud Spikes Back, which is apparently a volleyball movie.
1: Hell yeah.
0: And then I know what Air we're Bud, doing next summer. Airbud has puppies, and this is the beginning of the Air Buddies franchise. No, Airbud fucks. <laughs> well yeah, Airbud's Airbud Yeah, Air Buds yeah I think it
1: puppies. is I think it is implied that Airbud fucks at some point as he has pup Wait, is Airbud a a dude or a lady? A dude. Okay. Do we ever me- Well, we really really should have gone back and and watched the I guess there cuz there's a Buddies movie. It's just called Air Buddies, right? Yes. Where the the buddies, the the kids of Airbud also inherit their father's innate ability to make sick buckets and form a basketball team of their own uh so we have a we have a cast of characters here on our hands there are five I of, just them, want the monsters of them to land and just fucking just destroy these dogs of basketball. <laughs> just dunk
0: on the buddies and just... just ruin them and put them in a, a space themed like amusement park
1: yes for the amusement of, of, pair... of space aliens for the rest of eternity yes i want that Apparently they also play football at some point because I believe one of them, Butterball, uh spelled D D E R Ball, uh is wearing a football jersey. Yes. He's yes. the fat dog. And because he's <laughs> he, the fat dog, yeah, he, he literally the... he literally cannot help like he compulsively eats. Like it's not it's not that he's fat because he likes to eat. It's it's he's fat because like he just won't stop eating because it's fucking funny. <laughs> the best part is that they, they give... Oh man, we're just going to get right into it. The best part is that they give all... All the Buddies have child owners who are basically reflections of their personalities. And Butterball is owned by like an Augustus Gloop type rich kid. Who apparently also loves food and is a, a gourmand little boy. And... uh he hangs out with Butterball, and they steal cookies from the poor the chef. Boy mayor of Second Life, the boy mayor up. of Second Life. Oh, yes. God. So, okay, I'm not even going to count calories to get All to right.
0: get into to, to 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 to. Okay, I'm shorting out to um, finish rounding out where this sits in the Airbud franchise. Santa Buddies is the ninth film in the series. Jeez, wait. The the ninth of 14, by the way.
1: Of the Bud or the Buddies? Air Bud
0: franchise. There's 14 of these goddamn
1: things. There's not a fucking Dread sequel. I'm going to go kill (laughs) myself. Aren't they making a Dread sequel? No, they're fucking not. That's really sad because Dread was a very good movie. So, to finish talking about. (laughs)
0: There's Santa Buddies. Red, shut up. Sorry. (laughs) There's 2009 Santa Buddies. That's this film. Then there's 2010's The Search for Santa Paws, which apparently is a prequel to Santa Buddies.
1: Then, which we're watching tomorrow.
0: No. Then there is <laughs> Santa Paws Two: The Santa Pups, which is a sequel to The Search for Santa Paws. It's... So wait, there's three Christmas dog movies? It would seem that way. Yes.
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> Brad has never been more excited. <laughs> i'm so ready anyways okay
0: so we have to talk about the plot of this stupid garbage movie and
1: it's so good
0: so the 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 conflict of santa buddies is that the magic icicle that holds the spirit (laughs) of christmas is melting because people are not believing in christmas and santa anymore so, also, it fucking looks like, uh, goddamn a Bowser w-
1: from Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, the fucking, uh-huh. like, shit falling off the ceiling.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you're right, it does. It looks, it's like the, the fucking goo chamber from the...
1: The, like, chrysalis the, thing? Yeah, yeah.
0: But Santa, was it Santa or Santa Paws? I don't know. Santa has a dog, and his name is Santa Paws. One of them says, "These days, children and their pups just don't believe like they used to."
1: So, yeah, let's just lay it out: who plays who plays Santa Claus? George Went. George who plays Wint Santa Claus, and Tom Bosley is Santa Paws. Yes. Well, a, a dog is Santa Paws, but then George <laughs> Went makes make, or, <laughs> or uh, makes. Not George Wynne. Uh, Tom Bosley makes noise and then some fuckhead with a computer makes the dog's mouth move. Yes, okay, let's establish that as well. If you're unfamiliar with any of the Airbudslash Sam does Airbud talk? No. I, oh okay. I don't so think only Air the Bud, buddies.
0: I don't think Airbud in any of the OG Airbud movies has ever
1: talked. So he's no. mute. So he's he's mute. Um all of the dogs. He's taken a vow in... of silence until he dunks on everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all the dogs can talk, and they have this terrible, like, CGI, like, mouth morph, like, it's shit going good. on. It's like, so no, good. Either, either it's so bad. Either you fucking make it a full-on cartoon, or you just go Homeward Bound on it, and just... Oh. The, the dogs are thinking out loud. Alright, since you, since you brought up Homeward Bound, I will actually posit my central theory of why I don't hate this movie. Because when I was little, one of my favorite movies in the entire world, which I rented from um our local video store i don't even remember the name of the chain it was local was homeward bound i probably rented it three or four times i loved it and unfortunate as it is i could see young 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 impressionable brad um impressionable brad loving the buddy series like five-year-old brad just rocking up to the to the counter handing it to mom yeah this is what i want to rent it's Santa Buddies, and that would make sense because how? What year were you born in, Brad? Eighty-seven. I was born in eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Well, I was so, in January of eighty-eight. So, so basically. five-year-old Brad would be in nineteen ninety-three, and this movie would be make sense to rent in ninety-three, not in two thousand. Goddamn <laughs> nine. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so good. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they, they have terrible mocap mounts, and then also we should bring up the dichotomy. So in this universe. You have Santa Claus, and everything's pretty much normal. But then you also have a dog version of Santa Claus called Santa Paws, who has a list of dogs who are good or bad, and delivers them toys and goodies. I just want to time out here. Uh, I just want to time out here. separately. This is, this yeah, is yeah. not. This is not like Great this Mouse Detective, where there's like the human world and the mouse world. This is like human Christmas and dog Christmas are the same goddamn fucking thing. And also, it, um, all the North Pole residents are able to talk to the dogs and vice versa. Yeah, it's just part of the Christmas of, magic, as they explain. Because Christmas magic, yes. So Santa Claus and Santa Paws are, always have like a full-on conversation. Yeah, and one of the dogs is Richard Kind, who apparently needed weed money this month. Yeah, this
0: this this movie is like an is like the all star cast of like every sitcom bit part actor
1: you've ever seen. Like you got like George Wet and dog Tom is Bosley Richard and Richard
0: kind. kind. He's like he's Eddie.
1: Oh and hell the, yeah. The the head elf is Mickey from Seinfeld. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> Correct. That's yes. Oh man. So
0: okay, so you never you notice how you never see Santa's elves actually making any of the toys. Like they're always in the inspecting the just toys right off like like an it, like in a, like off like an assembly line.
1: Yeah, it's, it's they just the come same off of a huge chute. Sh- yeah, it's the same shit as in like Santa Claus Conquers the Martians where it's just like they push a button and a fucking toy falls out of the the wall, pretty much. Yes. Wouldn't you like to
0: see behind the wall of what's actually going on back there? It's all organs and,
1: and meat and veins, it's, it's, and muscle, no, it's, and then it, it's slave, they it's push the button, lever. and the, the, the they push a button, and the toy falls out of the toy vagina. Or, it's very gross and Lovecraftian, I must say. I was
0: about to say there's like a Lovecraftian old god behind the wall, who uses his like 6,000 tentacles to create toys for
1: the children of the world. No, I, I was gonna Aww, say that all of the non-white nice characters thing. in the movie are behind the wall making the toys because oh, there yeah. ain't fucking ones in the movie. Yes, <laughs> it, we should address that as well, and I'm just. I guess I should just go right into it before even the plot synopsis. Do it. So Santa Buddy pulls off this fate accompli of both having tokenism and whitewashing in the same stroke. So, like as I was saying before, with Butterball, each of the uh, the dogs is owned by sort of like a representative kid that has the same trait, right? Right. And so we have these. We have two dogs. Uh, which are sort of the the emblems of tokenism. We have uh, B Dog, uh, yes. spelled exactly exactly as you think it is. Who is who is all about the uh, the rap youth culture and the uh, African American vernacular English, which he uses. Have you seen frequently. Malibu's Most Wanted? If so, I'm <laughs> sorry, but also yeah, the dog is Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted, uh, yes. essentially. And so you would think, oh, it's like oh well. I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's like, oh, of course, of course. Okay, let's B-dog also be is... clear here: the 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 kid who voices the dog is the kid who played um, young Sean in Psych, so white as hell. Oh, the, the yeah, whitest, yeah, 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 the yeah, whitest kid. And also, so you would think I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys this. Well, I'll go into the other character first. Uh, there's also Buddha, Buddha buddy. There's Buddha. Uh, who is, who is all about, um, uh, apparently Zen Buddhism and, you know, uh, being centered with the universe and, and things like that, who is our, who is essentially takes the place of a token Asian, unfortunately, as it is. how does this work? Does, does the name inform the characteristics or what? Like, does, is the dog all into the fucking, like, Zen shit because he's named Buddha or did he get the name Buddha because? We would have to delve further back into the buddy series to find out. I did read a plot synopsis on Wikipedia of the Buddy series, where the the owner of Airbud uh, did a search among all of the kids at school to find who would be the best candidate to own each of the buddies. So I'm I don't know if they were named before their traits or afterwards. Um, so here I'm going to ask you guys a question. Uh, these makes... two token characters. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, go ahead. This makes me think that like. That b dog like was born with a with a with bling around his neck and a, and sunglasses on and they were just that like well, we got to... that must have been very hard that must have been very hard for the mom yes but also like well yes. i guess we have to find tone lokes kid and give him that dog
1: yes so question for you is it better or worse if these token dogs were owned by token families of what one might say um I don't know how to delicately put this—the corresponding um, race that they are signaling with these token dogs, because they're both owned by super white families. Uh, there you go. I just said it. So you both have the tokenism with the dogs and the whitewashing—the fact that they're owned both by both owned by uh, white male children. So there you have it.
0: Right, and even, like, you you get into B-Dog's house, and it just looks like kind of your typical normal American family home. Um, Yes. Except for the
1: boombox. Yes. Um, And then also, I guess you could argue the same thing for, um, what's the girl dog's name? Rosebud. Rosebud, Rosebud, that's right.
0: She's the girl dog because
1: she has a bow. I just now got the fact that her name is Rosebud. Um... (laughs) is the only girl dog and she's owned by a girl and i guess you could also argue that she's kind of a tokenism of the female variety so there you have it um all the dogs have terrible stereotypes like there's not a normie dog so yeah and and even, (laughs) even there was one good joke in the entire movie can you guys guess what it is um... No, because there are no good jokes in the movie except there for all one, the bad jokes. There is one good joke, and part of the reason it's good is because it just happened, and they don't fucking like dwell on it. They just kind of gloss over it. Is it when There's... Santa Claus desecrates a religious symbol? <laughs> no, that's not a that's that's, that's funny. Which we will but get it's in... not funny for the reasons they <laughs> want it to be funny. Which we will get into. So this was an intentional joke. Yes, the one okay. thing that's funny is that Rosebud makes fetch happen.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, I noticed that, and I I wanted to comment, and then I didn't want to comment because I also didn't want to be the guy you... who just quotes
1: Mean Girls. Wait, oh, <laughs> it was a Mean Girls reference. Yeah, the the girl dog says something is quote so fetch. Oh, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> also, Which, the fact that they didn't dwell on it is what is part of what makes it funny because all the other jokes they fucking like hammer that goddamn I thought it. I thought it was just a I thought it was just a really bad pun on fresh.
0: Well honestly like this is the only context in which that line even makes sense because okay. it's a dog and it's the word
1: fetch. Um Yeah, but I thought it, I thought it was just a really bad pun. It is a really so bad fresh. pun and
0: it's also a it's also a very specific reference to a movie written by Tina
1: Fey. Yes. Okay. I I have not on I have as big of a fan of 30 Rock as I am. I've not seen Mean Girls. Full disclosure. I need to, I know. That's okay. Anyways. We'll get
0: there. Anyway, so yes. to make matters very simple, there are five Buddies, okay? There's Rap Buddy, there's Sports Buddy, there's Buddha Buddy, there's Muddy Buddy, and there's Girl Buddy. That's all you need to know about these dogs.
1: Wait, is Sports Buddy also Fat Buddy? Sports yeah. Buddy is – okay.
0: Right.
1: Yes, Sports Buddy is, yes. is Butterball, yes. Okay. Because I, I, yeah, I would say that's – that Muddy, Muddy Buddy is Leonardo Buddy. Let's just put it that way. He's also Stoner Buddy he's, and yeah, Surf he, Buddy. He's kind of like – He's a big ball of a bunch of stereotypes, no, he's, really. He, yeah, no, he hes he is cool kid leader, buddy. He is like the mm. Red Ranger, Leonardo, and Vid Kid all rolled into one. <laughs> Vid Kid. Yeah. Oh, man, we should really get underway he's, with this he's plot cool synopsis. Because he, he, he's, he's the leader because he's cool and he's white. Is he the leader? I it very. I think it very much presents itself as that. Who? Uh, okay. mud bud? No. Yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna have this argument about who the leader of the buddies is? Well I think I thought it back to like he doesn't have a good trait otherwise, so it's like, well he must be the leader because he has no personality otherwise. I kinda thought it was Butterball. Yeah, I kinda did too because Butterball's like the first one he meets. No, Butterball is so fucking theater, he's not an album.
0: Butterball (laughs) is the leader because Butterball is the only dog that identifies with a sport, and Airbud as a franchise is built around sports.
1: Yes, I would agree with this. I think Muddy that Butterball, the dog, they could get to wear a shirt. Muddy yes, Buddy <laughs> is the leader much. of the
0: of the air buddies in the same sense that Ra- as that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song thinks Raphael is no, no, the leader.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to side with Joe on this one. I think I think uh, Butterball is the leader of the buddies. But if you guys want to view some of the other buddy films as a side project, we could get in. We could fully explore this space. Go fuck yourself, Our new friend. podcast, Buddy Buddies. <laughs> buddy Buddies. I actually proposed this to Joseph about a month ago. <laughs> I hate the idea so much. but I love the, the idea so much. I hate
0: the idea so much, but at the same time, you know I would fucking do it.
1: I know you would do it. This is why I brought it up to you. Okay. All right.
0: So we need to get moving with this plot (sighs) synopsis here. So the gist of it is that Puppy Paws, Santa Paws' little puppy and and heir to the puppy the the paws throne, doesn't like doesn't want to be the heir to the paws throne. He wants to be a normal puppy. So he's Hmm. digging through Santa's naughty list and he comes across Butterball, who is on the naughty list because he ate the family turkey. And I just want
1: to point out though first that Puppy Paws is also like just a fuck up asshole self centered idiot. Oh yeah, he screws oh, yeah. The, he's screws up the
0: workshop. He runs the reindeer ragged. Everybody kinda hates Puppy Paws.
1: Yeah, because Hated? he's the he's he's the main character in a kid, so like yeah. Yeah. He's a little shitlord. It's the best.
0: And he's also the boss's kid, so everybody hates the boss's kid. Anyway. So Puppy Paws, he encounters Butterball's entry in the naughty list and says, Oh, he's part he's one of the air buddies. I want to hang out with the air buddies and be a normal dog like them. So he sneaks a ride onto uh, a magic mail truck. Magic mail truck piloted by Mickey from Seinfeld to the town.
1: It's a a magic mail truck powered by racism. Yeah. (laughs) It very much is
0: because they can turn it into any mail truck
1: on earth based on the ethnicity of the place where he's going. We were 12 minutes and 46 seconds in. If you don't count Buddha, this is the first first. Oh, it's so bad. The first thing so the mail truck racism in this children's film, pretty much. Uh, yeah, they say so like, they're running, Deli, and then it, it transforms into like a little mail scooter, and then sitar music plays, and he basically does a fucking a poo voice. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, it's very bad. It's it's rough stuff. Yeah. Oh man, um. So that mail truck is, I guess. I thought it was doing, like, pre-deliveries at first, which would make more sense, but it's picking up letters to Santa, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Picking up uh, letters so from off...
0: Fernfield, Washington, which is the lo- Fern... the setting for the entire Air Buddies universe. Correct. And apparently um... apparently, there is, like, a, a, an actual, sh- like, shared universe continuity going on here because all of these characters – There, there are certain characters that do show up in the other films, like – uh, Sheriff Dan, who lights the town Christmas tree in front of like ten people,
1: um, is in all of these films. He's yeah, he's, he's just like he's just like a C or D grade USDA level Chris Pratt essentially. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hooking yeah. up Christmas lights. He and has he a has dog a... named Deputy Sniffer, and I just want to yes. say like, I don't think I would ever say this in any other context, but I am really glad Jim Varney is, was dead before this movie came out. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, because this because is definitely although, the character he'd be voicing.
1: Yeah, otherwise someone would hold a fucking gun to his head until he did this character's voice. <laughs> He's an old hound dog now am just here, buddies.
0: I've known those anyway. pups since they were knee-high to a grasshopper.
1: Wop wop. And maybe I was right. thinking of Slinky Dog, but still.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Puppy Paws, he escapes into Fernfield and hunts down the Santa Buddies. Uh, he meets Butterball first and just tries to be best buddies with him. And
1: it doesn't well, go so hot. So we should mention at this point, uh, Santa or Puppy Paws has a J.O. crystal filled with Christmas magic. And it makes Christmas magic happen and lets... Uh, puppy Paws do things like teleport and turn non-Christmas things into Christmas things. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually yes. legit don't you heard it. What does, what does he do in Butterball's house to piss everyone off? He it like the chef brings in a tray of Christmas cookies and he teleports up onto the counter and knocks oh, yeah. down the Christmas cookies and then eats them all.
0: Christ and Butterball,
1: I mean. Butterball is trying to be good and not eat Things that are not meant for Butterball and Butterball gets blamed for it after Puppy Paws eats the uh, the Christmas cookies. Yeah, so, but at, but at the same time, it's not like Butterball is just like you know, oh that looks good, I want to eat it. Butterball is like must eat. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Eat I know, any but of like cookies. he's like he's literally like fighting the urge because he's fat and therefore like eating is just yeah, like fucking compulsive. No, compulsory. absolutely. Uh, to bring back the nineteen ninety four thing of like that's how cuz every every large character in a movie does not have self control apparently um so uh he gets put into the puppy timeout for that and puppy paws goes on his grand journey around all of the different other buddies to, to uh, piss off the st- rest of town to to piss off the rest of town and see what their steeze is essentially um so, so he get, uh, he gets passed
0: off to uh B Dog next, right? Yes. Where yes. B Dog teaches him how to bust a move and dog breakdance, and then we get to see B Dog do I the don't worm. sing, I rap. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> And it's it's just the um, most generic uh kind of hip hop dance track you've ever heard. It's not even like
1: real music. It's a fat old white guy who heard a Run DMC song once. <laughs> yeah, way to break those moves. And
0: then Puppy Paws tries to break those moves, and instead breaks a vase, and gets it blamed on B Dog. Well,
1: no, he he breaks very hard first. Oh uh, yeah, he he, he point... breaks it down like he he outdoes B Dog, uh, uh, much to B Dog's chagrin. But then he breaks a vase, and B Dog gets blamed for that. So uh, he gets passed on to the next. Oh, we should probably also mention the B plot with our uh, old no. friend Christopher Lloyd. No. No. We're in the middle okay. of something, Brad. <laughs> no. We're not <laughs> I guess there yet. We are. All right, all right, all right. Um, so then who it gets does he passed get passed off to, to
0: mud next? Bud. Mud Mud Bud. Yes. Whose favorite thing in the world is to dig around in the mud and roll around and be dirty. And then smear it all over his family's clean white living room. Uh, which, he says,
1: "He says, dude, a uh, shitload as well." He says, "Dude yes. a lot because he's a, he's a he calls
0: everybody dude. He's a bro. Um, and he and Santa Paw no Puppy Paws. Th- the names get very confusing. Uh, they roll around in the mud and they go in the house. And Puppy Paws can't resist the urge to itch and scratch. And he." shakes and shakes and shakes and all the mud goes everywhere in this clean white well, there's, living room there's
1: the one room with the white walls and the white carpet and the white furniture and mud bud goes we're not allowed in there and they immediately fucking walk in it yeah, it's all yeah, the limit walk straight onto the carpet and then puppy paws shakes all over and destroys the the pretty pretty room with all of the mud and then turns it into christmas cookie patterns yeah, his little crystal turns it into like snowmen and snowflakes and
0: and Christmas tree patterns, and the family walks in and looks at this and immediately just gets mad. They're not like amazed they're not shocked yes. or stupefied. They're just like, "Dog, we told you not to
1: do." This. We don't have a, a Virgin Mary in a piece of toast sort of situation where this is this is amazing and get the local news here and no, we can make a lot of money off of this mysterious dog that showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, not to mention our dogs already have the capability of playing sports. No. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. How are how are out all, all these families not like rich and famous? Except for but for Butterball's family.
1: Yes. I don't know. Uh, so then we get past to uh Girl Buddy. Rosebud? Yeah, girl buddy. <laughs> uh who is uh who's trying on fashions and then Santa Buddy or Puppy Paws, (laughs) Santa Buddy Puppy Paws, turns it into an elf costume, and that's all. And she screams, "Yeah!" That's about all there is to say about that. And they,
0: the the Santa Buddies, have a secret meeting where they decide to ditch Puppy Paws because he. No, 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 no. We
1: haven't gotten to the best. We haven't gotten to the best one yet. Where uh, Puppy Paws is passed off to Buddha? Oh shit! You're right. This is the best one. Yes. And Buddha is meditating in a Zen garden because, of course. Um, and uh, so Puppy Paws comes comes and sits next down next to him while he's meditating. And Buddha is explaining that this is you know a six hundred year old uh, religious symbol. It's very sacred, very important. And Puppy Paws proceeds to turn it into a snowman and desecrate this 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 uh, this antique. Uh, you know, symbol of of a world religion.
0: Puppy paws goes all ISIS and destroys this Buddha statue.
1: Yes, I I do not think that this movie would be so well received if if Puppy Paws turned a, a crucifix into a snowman or yeah. uh, something like that. Yeah, no, hey bro, Puppy Paws. Yes, you're a weeaboo. Um, yeah. How like they very specifically tie Buddha in with all this. Like they mentioned the statues from Japan and everything, shouldn't they? That be China or India? Yeah, I I thought he said it was from China. Did he say it was from Japan? I I, I seem to remember him saying Japan specifically. Which well, weird. I mean, it's not entirely inconceivable, even though Japan does not. I'm I mean I'm I'm talking out of my ass a little bit. From what I've seen I mean, no, though, Japan no, I mean, Japan just, does not you... does not operate in Buddhist statues as much as uh, China did. I mean, obviously. Uh, Look at the, the the size of the two countries, and one is going to be more prolific with statue creation than the other. So, I mean, it's no, I mean, I
0: just, just it's not inconceivable
1: like... it's not inconceivable that it would have been from Japan, but it would have been no, it actually now, remember, would have been does, a lot he more he rare. He doesn't mention He does mention Ming dynasty. I don't. Yeah, know, I get this idea that specifically like Buddha was supposed to be like big into Japan shit too. Though. Well, I, I mean, that, right? when they get into like the where they're delivering the stuff, they choose Japan because he's supposed to be. I mean, we're back in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, okay, he's, yeah. He's the token. He's the token Asian dog, and of course, you don't go that's, with the. That's the, really all, you know, all you, Shiba but you look the same. Yeah, you don't go into the the country that has you know one sixth of the population of the world. You go into the one that. Is you know closely allied with the United States and thus has more cultural exposure, etc., cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. Um, right, he's he's Buddha buddy, not Wea buddy. Yeah, he's not Wea buddy, which would have been friggin' amazing if they had like a plastic sword strapped to his back and he was a Shiva Inu. Oh uh, please, <laughs> <laughs> please Disney, listen to my plea. Um, Very no, sad about. Now I'm just thinking of the four Gregs from Teen Girl Squad except for the dogs. I really I need to like Buddy, D and D Buddy. I, I gotta break into script writing and send Disney my my uh my draft for ninja buddies, because that absolutely could happen and would happen. It's basically gotta get three into ninjas kickback except you put dogs in it, right? Uh, essentially, and they're all Shivas, and it would sell.
0: See, actually, this sounds more like TMTM TM, TM.
1: than, than Three Ninjas. So, um... I'm gonna put a copyright on that... So I can send that spec into Disney... Okay. And not get paid for it after they send me a letter. Thank you for your letter. We're very interested in plots, but we are not accepting any. And then two years later, Ninja Buddies comes out. Anyways. I just burped. <laughs> um,
0: so, after destroying all of the Buddies' lives... The buddies get together and have a secret cabal meeting about about Puppy Paws and decide that he's the worst, and that they're going to ditch him at the first opportunity.
1: I mean, who can blame them? He is the worst. He's yeah, a little for real. Shit.
0: And he hears this and decides to run away. And then, literally in the same breath, they have a change of heart and say, "Well, actually, he's you know he's a good pup. He just needs someone to hang out with." And they decide and to because get Buddha him.
1: is Buddha is apparently the moral center of the group. Because of course um, and he, he is. said, "What? It, it, it's my fault that I lost my center. It's not Puppy Paws' fault. He's just, he's just trying to be normal, like us. Apparently, even though we're sports playing dogs. Anyways, um, and at
0: this point in the film, Brad can talk about the B plot because then uh, Puppy Paws gets dog napped.
1: Yes. Okay. So. Uh, in Fernfield, Washington, there is an old-timey dog catcher by the name of Scrooge. Uh, yes, of course, it is a pun He's on Scrooge, like a, a for-profit dog catcher. He's not like employed by the local government, like, right? He, he yeah, just, he just steals dogs and sells them for fun. I think he has like an agreement. Can you Maybe? just steal dog? Can you steal dogs? Is that a legal thing? If they don't have owners. I really need to look this up, but it's like, if there's a dog without an owner, can you just take that? Are you allowed to take a dog? I mean, you don't want to go like up to a up to a Whole Foods where like a dog is tied up and take it. But can I like go find a dog and just it's my dog now? Is I mean, if there's, there's no works? collar,
0: if there's no collar or identification. I, I don't see how you can really make that claim
1: on the dog. Weird. But can know. you really own can you really own a dog? Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Uh so so this dog catcher is named Cruge and it's it's he's played by Christopher Lloyd who is kind of doing like half the villain from Roger Rabbit and like half like Freddy. He's got this hat. It's very bad. He's very bad and it's very good. So he captures a a small tiny tiny uh, maltese i think it is out of an alley called tiny he's yeah. like he was eating an entire steak for some reason like, knocks over a trash can the donut box falls out and the donut box is a steak it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's fernfield's it's fernfield's uh signature restaurant donut, steak. donut um, steak
0: and you know you know the cops the cops in fernfield are have have, are having a bad time with their donuts because the donuts are so bad they have to sneak in their own steaks. My <laughs> cops eat the one guy and the dog. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm just... talking about the. I'm talking about the 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 stereotype that all cops eat donuts. No,
1: and... but I'm uh, saying I'm saying this town is such a small small people town that there's literally one cop. Oh right, and Sheriff all, Dan. And, and, it's it was, it's Sheriff yeah, Dan yeah. and his dog eating, eating donuts,
0: eating donuts and Felix steak donuts. Yes. <clears throat>
1: Uh, so so the dog's eating donut steak and crooch catches him or her them. He's like, oh, yeah. think you can th- think you can run wild in my town not on my watch. And he laughs and does his evil thing and, and puts the dog away in a cage. So we go to our C plot, which is there is a Tiny uh, Tim? A, yeah, essentially. There is a Tiny Tim analog a, a small sick child God, there's like a bunch of little subplots going on. Um, who, who his family is not well off. And he has like like sick kid syndrome, basically. Yeah. He has sick, he has generic sick kid syndrome. Uh, whose, his dad goes with him, uh, to possibly, he, he submits a letter to Santa and it's thrown away by the bad, Fake Santa, which we'll get to next. No, it's not he's um, not thrown away. Magic Christmas wind carries it away. Oh, that's right. Okay. Dad picks it up and he sees that the kid wants a dog, a puppy. So dad goes to Crooge and says, Well, I'd like I'd like a dog, and he's like, Okay, that's that's three hundo. And the dad's like, Oh, I I don't have three hundred, I only have fifty. Yep. And Krug is I, I thought the dogs were free,
0: and he's like, No, three hundo.
1: Yeah, yeah. Crooge is like, Yeah, go fuck yourself. And dad's like have a heart and he leaves his kid's letter there on an oil a generic oil drum uh and i'll go into the c plot really quick which is it's a very minor plot there's a a very bad santa in the town square who's apparently just like posted up multiple days (laughs) um with with a very bad elf who does not care for his job either uh, that's well, I mean, about all. they're just—it's just their cover. They're gonna—they're gonna rob the fucking department store on Christmas Eve. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, basically Willie
0: and Marcus. Yeah, except Marcus is now a grown ass, uh, uh, white man who's like six foot tall.
1: Yeah, and that's all you need to know about that, essentially. Um, and so to bring us back into the a plot, uh, Puppy Paws is abducted by Krug and is put into a cage in this uh, this pound this shoddy pound and he meets tiny and tiny sings a song about christmas and it's our first song and it's our only song it's not the only song it well he sings again he sings the same song later essentially um puppy paws has his his magic jo crystal stolen at this point as well uh which is germane to the plot because otherwise he could just teleport out of the cage um, which I don't know why he didn't teleport out when Krooge had abducted him, but apparently... He doesn't I seem mean, to pu- have any control over his J.O. crystal, it just, like, yeah, does shit. It, it just discharges at random times. He's like a baby cobra. He's the most dangerous because he can't control his his J.O. venom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his magic magic Christmas J.O. venom. Uh, I think the word you're looking for is jizz. Yes, and I, I should also mention, every time that Puppy Paws does something to fucking annoy all of the other buddies it's because as a a result of his his christmas jo crystal discharging uh when he turns rosebud into an elf when he desecrates uh you know a sacred rare religious symbol uh when he turns all of these these mud splats into christmas christmas magic uh it's it's a result of his uncontrollable Desire to turn everything into Christmas.
0: His uncontrollable um, lust
1: for the holidays. <laughs> His uncontrollable lust for the holidays. And can I? Can I Correct. also
0: mention that like Brad is is not using the term Jo Crystal in jest because like every time this happens, he's in the presence of other dogs.
1: <laughs> I never noticed that, but that's true. <laughs> if you guys don't know about what I'm talking about with Jo Crystal, there's a very famous Craigslist post. Uh where a man has a crystal that he wears around his neck that he calls his JO Crystal that he says gets gets its power from jacking off with other bros. <laughs> uh go look it up. I, I think if you just Google J-O Crystal, just the letters J O Crystal, it will be the first result. Please don't look in the rest of the results, because they're probably very bad. M- much much to my own chagrin, I will I will do the looking up. I will put it in the show notes. Yes, please put, put the the image and nothing else in the show notes. Actually, I don't know if that image is safe for work. Uh, you know you might what? Have...
0: I, found a, I found an Urban Dictionary uh, description. I'll just put that in
1: there. No, 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 no. I, try to find the original image first if it's safe for work. It might just be him without a shirt. Okay. Um, but if it's not safe for work, you we won't put it in the show notes. Even though, why are you listening to this at work? This show isn't safe for work. Um... All right, so also one other thing I want to mention is
0: that tiny in this little pound here explains to uh explains to puppy paws that the the hope and the magic of Christmas is the only thing keeping them alive because without <laughs> because without without the hope that somebody will come and rescue them for Christmas like these
1: puppies are going to die. Christmas magic. Me and my family we're going to stay warm tonight. Christmas magic. All the cold, lonely people, the cold, lonely puppies, they're dying in the streets. Christmas magic, and it's Anyways. it's kind of
0: it's it's reinforced by the fact that like they cut they keep cutting back to the
1: North Pole, and Santa and and Santa Paws are like dying of Christmasitis. Oh yeah, they like can't speak. They're like they're like bedridden at this point, and all the reindeer are sucking shit. They're all sick. Yeah, no, like Puppy Paws has, has royally screwed everybody, um, and nobody believes in Christmas anymore. Apparently, this year more than ever, for whatever reason. All right, so we gotta we gotta wrap according this. According to after. the dog, the meaning of Christmas is giving to those less fortunate. Mm-hmm. So not in like a socialism way, but more in a, like a like a I'm rich I'm way. giving a tiny bit of pity on the poors type of way. Right. 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 Um, should we wrap up? I we're mean, getting, there's not yeah, much. We're, we're pl- getting
0: there. Um, so <laughs> Eli and or, or Mickey, rather, Eli, Mickey, whoever <laughs> um, and Eddie, they they figure out that Puppy Paws is in Fernfield. So they take the, the magic garbage. I mean, they take the magic postal. <laughs> the truck, magic
1: garbage truck.
0: <laughs> and they fly to Fernfield with the last remaining Christmas magic to find him and bring him home. And this is when uh, Eli meets uh, Clark, who is the, the shitty mall Santa, Santa's helper kind of guy. And he explains to Clark why the important wh- – what is so important about being Santa's helper and why it's important that children believe that he believes that he's the real deal. And they get into a little bit of uh, a, a philosophical debate about the meaning of Christmas and the importance of believing and all that kind of thing. Yes then the buddies go and get puppy paws out of the 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 pound they break and, him out and here here's one here's one one thing that i have one question i have is so so puppy paws is like jo crystal power turns mm-hmm. non christmasy yeah. things into christmasy things
1: mm-hmm. like that's
0: exclusively what it does right y- yeah so also this
1: movie includes the line hey guys look there's a hole in the back <laughs> So, Thank you.
0: Puppy Paws' crystal turns the locked, the locked cage into an unlocked cage. And so, by this mm-hmm. movie's logic, an unlocked cage is more Christmassy than a locked cage.
1: Well, I mean, would you argue the opposite? That a locked cage is more Christmassy than an unlocked cage? I mean, I, I don't think either of them have very much Christmas value. Well, if you had to impart Christmas value on them, if you had a binary choice between a locked cage and an unlocked cage, which would you find more Christmassy? Why would, why would I be making this choice? If you had a choice between crunchy peanut butter and smooth peanut butter, which would you find more Christmassy? Like, why, why am I being forced if to make this If you had a choice between white rice and brown rice, which would you find more Christmassy? Why am I being forced to make this choice? Because these are the only two choices. Quinoa does not exist. Quinoa is not a Christmassy option. But but what I'm saying is, like, why do I have to choose? Like, who is asking this question?
0: Because this is the choice that has been decreed by Santa Paws. I don't know. I'm just because in
1: in this universe there is a binary option with everything, where one option is more Christmassy. Like, Puppy Paws walks over to me. I have a bowl full of delicious Donner kebab and his Christmas magic J O crystal. You, you, you're goes eating a fucking reindeer? No. Oh Donner you're eating Donor kebab. Oh. Donor oh. Donor kebab. And it, it turns into naan because apparently that is more Christmassy. Anyways. This was, can, a, uh, can, this was a bad digression, was, and I apologize. This was—I was trying to get you to say that someone was holding a gun to my head, making me choose. Because I just say, "Just fucking shoot me." <laughs> that's more Christmassy, in your opinion? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll now, remember that nice for next festive, Christmas. Nice festive red everywhere, you know? Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's true. true. So, plus, then I would have to watch fucking Santa Claus 2. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right.
0: So the Christmas spirit that, that that Puppy Paws has engendered in the town and Mister Crooge and everybody else powers uh, a tiny well, little fake sleigh. I'm just gonna bullshit our way to the end, Brad. Do not try to stop me. Okay. And uh, they steal a little uh, sleigh and reindeer setup from the town little Christmas display, and Puppy Paws' little uh, Christmas Jo Crystal powers this thing and makes the santa buddies fly and he takes the santa buddies to santa's workshop where he's brought back the spirit of christmas through the power of love and magic and forgiveness
1: and all that crap in one in one small town in washington and
0: yes which has brought back the spirit of christmas to the entire world because fernfield washington is the center of the center of the universe apparently
1: all the lay the all the christmas ley lines kind of intersect in fernfield washington it's Anyway. Yeah, Fernfield
0: is like the, the dark tower of the Santa Buddies universe. Correct. <laughs> so, yep, you got, you got, you got, uh, uh, out, like, what, puppy guard and mid guard, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Santa and Santa Paws are still in the throes of spirititis, and they can't, uh, they can't perform their santa duties. So, puppy Paws and the Santa Buddies have to go on the, the, uh, worldwide, nighttime trip Web. is this not
1: correct no that's correct i was i was just making a very bad joke okay nope and this brings us to speaking the... of very bad jokes in die hard with a vengeance they mentioned a joke about the 43rd president being hillary clinton womp womp <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh brady would have won um This brings us to the film's
0: final, like, climactic montage, where the puppies go all around the world delivering presents, and Mickey is announcing their their latest destination, and it's just a parade of tokenism. Brad? Yeah, a parade of casual racism.
1: Brad, what do you think? What do you think of this? Um, so, I mean, it's very bad, yes, but it's also very good. No, it's it's just very bad. Um, Mamma like, mia, do, that's a racist meatball! Yeah, what that? What do we have? We have um, the, they, they're what? Well, yeah, they did do. They already got the the Italian stereotype slash racism out of the way with the mail truck. Um, so they go to Japan. That's very bad. Uh, no, no house in Japan is set up like like it's set up like the fucking like nineteen eighties like Nakatomi Plaza like round cabinet and multi-tiered house and it's so bad it's like no if you're going to an average house in japan never mind i'm not gonna weeb out (laughs) it's very bad but even worse even more egregious are like the ones where they go to like mexico and and butterball eats burritos yeah because
0: they leave out bean burritos for santa i guess
1: oh man and probably the worst one is jamaica where they go, and it's like, a, it's like a tin shack, and then they have, like, this, you know, they have, like, a, a, a sheep hound, a black sheep hound, who's got, you know, is wearing a Rasta hat and has, uh, you know, quote-unquote dreads because he's got long hair. And
0: Buddha Buddy goes, nice dreads, Mon, and they play, like, really, like, vaguely no, Mud Jama- Jamaican, does.
1: whatever. Bud Buddy does, yeah, and it's very <sighs> bad. Like, they play, like, they're singing the song and they changed it in the language of whatever <laughs> country they're visiting
0: and in like the musical style too
1: yeah well i mean it, like it's it's very 90s 80s like casual racism going on like even like they go to france and there's like a you know a bougie ass like salon with rococo furniture and it's like all oh, right yeah this isn't racist the, but it's like and the dog it's is wearing stereotypical. a beret and yeah yeah and then and then of course it's it's rose buddy and she's like oh nice nice ribbons or something like that. Or who knows?
0: And then they go to Australia and the gift they give the dog for Christmas <laughs> this a is a boomerang. boomerang.
1: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and it's uh, like, Australia is very bad as well because there's like masks, there's like, you know, native masks on the walls and, and like, it's like, there's like didgeridoos in the background. So and here's a question for you, Joe. Is this scene more or less racist than from South Park, Mr. Garrison's Hey there, Mr. Shinto is Merry Fucking Christmas song.
0: It's more racist because there, because there's no joke in this. The Mr. Garrison thing is very specifically... Ab- it's very specifically, like, about that. And it's doing... They're doing it and on I- purpose. This is just straight up, like, this is what people look like around the world. Isn't that cute? For children.
1: Yeah. In fact... I- I want to say the Japanese kid if if you want to count the Latinx <laughs> little lady I guess she counts as an, as, a, as a non-white person but her and the Japanese boy are like the only two non-white characters in this entire movie.
0: They could have had a Jamaican kid yeah. in the Jamaican scene
1: but they didn't. It was just a dog. They they straight up did not. Correct. Um, I mean, they could have had people of various ethnicities in many places, like France, which is a very diverse place, but no, I guess not. Um, Yeah. So they saved the day. They could have had the the French dog be racist to some Algerians.
0: That's (laughs) That's true as well.
1: That is also true, which, (laughs) anyways.
0: The buddies could have gone to Casablanca,
1: Um, and that would have worked out a, you know... So so it, it brings up another thing which I wanted I I brought up to Joe as a as a side project we should pursue or he should pursue is all of these children Christmas movies have like this war situation room like feel for like Christmas Eve like uh, Santa Claus had it where you know it's like big monitors and like everybody's screening like it's 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 basically NORAD Santa tracker right yeah uh, but to, to like the next level, which I think is is an interesting conceit for all of these Christmas movies where it's like it's like a militarized situation room type situation <laughs> to track Santa going around the globe. And I'm I'm curious to see how many movies have that sort of uh sort of steeze going on. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, it... I guess we should wrap it up. We should probably wrap oh. it up. Oh, wasn't it also that it was like Oh, there's not enough Christmas power to power the normal sleigh. The buddies have to do it with Santa Paws. Yeah, yeah. The the, the yeah. Christmas
0: power hadn't yet reached full capacity yet, so the buddies had to do. It. That's so why that, Santa's not going,
1: and that's why, yeah, why, that's so why, so why the Santa boss Paws has to edge for a little bit to get to get more jo power. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's Santa Paws who is learning the true meaning of Christmas and what it's like to be a Santa. Along with the buddies who are serving as the reindeer and and uh, what is, delivering all these presents, what
0: is the buddies' compensation for for this harrowing nighttime feat that they just accomplished?
1: They get to eat a burrito.
0: No, that well, that too. What? But Santa gives them all patented
1: uh, Santa hats. Oh, that's right, and they're all like kind of different. Well, uh, Rose buddies is pink. Yeah, but that's about it. That's about it. But that's all. That's all they get. And That's all they get.
0: They, I guess they get to meet Santa, which is gift is, is the
1: and that, payment enough. Yeah, and then Santa's like, well, maybe you'll have to come back next year. Welcome to a life of servitude. <laughs> Essentially. Pretty much. Um, so now all of our Christmas gifts are delivered by dogs. Little known facts. Fun facts.
0: And there's one last Christmas Faith, gift.
1: Santa's just like, ho, 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 you are for me now, but in blood out. <laughs> <laughs> And Santa's like, what you were saying? Some Santa said something else. I don't remember.
0: No, I said. And there's one last Christmas gift to be given. Yeah, and <gasps> it's crooge delivers Tiny to Tiny Tim.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. And he has a change of heart. And after gives away and he puppies for. Him. He gives away the rest of the puppies free to a good home because there's a bunch of other puppies too, and the other full-grown dogs i guess there's like german shepherds in the background at a bunch of the scenes although fun fact if if you look in the background when there's the scenes with the canine actors in the foreground all of the dogs in the back or most of them are fake like they're just like statues
0: hey that actually reminds me can can we talk about the cgi in this movie real quick yes so whenever they don't feel like using the actual puppies or any other actual dogs or animals they completely cgi these, these critters It looks
1: very bad,
0: and and especially the reindeer. Santa's reindeer looks so
1: bad in this movie, but so janky. Probably worse than the the ones from uh, Santa Claus. But they have a that's possible. They have a very
0: specific look to them. They they all are animated and like CGI'd to look like plush doll animals.
1: And, They're, like, very cartoony, and I think, which does not fit in with the rest of I it. I think
0: that is very much on purpose. Like, you you make Santa's reindeer into, like, a little plush reindeer. Oh, grace. Children are going to want that. Children are going to buy Santa's plush reindeer at Disney World. How toyetic. How toyetic can you get? And yes. the buddies the look like this, too. The animation,
1: to me, was, like, the dog running diagonally away from the screen animation. Oh, yeah. That, that was bad. Um, The it dog breakdancing. Like, very much repeated.
0: B dog's yeah, fucking bo- CGI lip curl every time he says a rap thing oh, is the worst.
1: Oh yeah, no, I mean, if we're gonna really call out how bad the CGI is, I mean the the worst thing, the most egregious thing, is always the mouth morphs, which is just it's ubiquitous. Like it's throughout the entire movie, it's uncanny valley and just terrible like
0: you said there's there's three modes of getting dogs to talk on films there's it's like a it's like an entire spectrum on the one end you've got like you said homeward bound where they just it's just like the thoughts of these dogs and animals and they don't actually way
1: classier way
0: better yeah, way more believable the second mode is just feeding them peanut butter and letting them move their mouths and then putting in the dialogue later third mode is going full going full santa buddies full cgi and just animating that shit and it's just terrible
1: Although, I would like to see, like, a Garfield without Garfield style edit of this movie where all of the dogs are completely mute and don't have any voice dialogue <laughs> whatsoever and just stare at each other. Like, all of the, have you seen the, um, have you guys seen, you know, the the live action Jungle Book, right? yeah Have you seen, like, some of the footage of, like, the green screen stuff that they did with Mowgli where it has, like, <laughs> somebody's playing Ka and it's just, like, a hand with two little googly eyes on it? No, I haven't seen that. I just want a raw Welcome. cut of Santa Buddies where it's just all of the raw footage of the canine actors without any CGI. It'd be so good. It's just anyway. it's just largely
0: a silent film, and every once in a while a, a human like walks up and talks to Essentially, the. Essentially, yes,
1: it would be a. I would love there's it. A scene of Christopher Lloyd freaking the fuck out because there's a dog wearing an elf hat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> and also the fact that like. Um, Part of the reason that he he's his cold heart is is melted and and turned into goodness is because the puppies tackle him and tickle him into submission.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to mention earlier. he oh, that's you stopped that's the me. start of it, but then what really the 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 rub of it is is just some, the Santa Claus bullshit. Where like, oh, he didn't get a puppy when he was a kid because his mom was allergic, and that's why he hates Christmas now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Santa knew better. He knew the reason. Excuse me. Santa always knows.
0: So They save the day, and Christmas is saved, and the world is
1: saved. <laughs> Yet again. And,
0: and we have the buddies to thank for it.
1: And Is there is there any Christmas movie where Christmas goes away forever? Um
0: Like at the end and not like a second act twist?
1: Well, I'm saying like rather than every single Christmas movie we've seen, the spirit of Christmas prevails and everybody is saved. But is there any Christmas movie where Christmas isn't saved, and Christmas just dies and goes away forever? Are you asking
0: if they've ever made a Christmas movie in which the characters lose and Christmas dies? No, I don't think they've yes. ever done that.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, just asking.
0: I don't think so, no. If you if you can think uh, of a movie in which this happens, please write into the show and let us know.
1: Yeah. Yes, because we need to do that immediately. I. It's a very interesting conceptual space. I just want to know.
0: Okay. Well, uh, guys, we did it. We talked about Santa Buddies. Consider yourselves a part of the B Dog Nation. Hey, ugh. So, oh, we have one last thing we oh, have to do. Crankometer, crankometer time. Hey, we have to rank this movie on the the patented rank that we've invented for ourselves, where we treat this like a math problem and turn it into an X and Y axis thing. Hmm. So, the X axis, how Christmassy is this movie? This, this movie is uh rather Christmassy. Negative five.
1: Uh, I'm fuck you. No, I disagree. No, it's It's it's, like a it's like a four. No, but it's it's very Christmassy. No, any movie that takes like the spirit of Christmas to be a tangible fucking thing that you have to like run out of and save can go fuck itself sideways. (laughs) (laughs) I'll move down to a three to accommodate you.
0: I will will accept it,
1: but it's not my decision. I will allow it. So three, three.
0: Uh, this is three christmases. That, this is I mean that was in,
1: that was incredibly easy. <laughs> that
0: was incredibly diplomatic of us. Now, <laughs> uh, the y-axis in which we discuss how good this film actually is. And negative 5. 5 5 5. Wait, Brad, Brad five. wants the full 5. Jonathan 5 <laughs> wants
1: the full negative 5. See, so I'm going in a quantum shit where this is below a negative 5 to the point. So Imagine, if you will, the crankometer not as a, a 2D plane, but as a 3D sphere. Bradley, the crankometer goes, is
0: not a globe.
1: I want to <laughs> throw this 3D sphere at your fucking head. <laughs> I'm a geographer. Deal with it. Uh so deal with it wraps, you a fucking concussion. It wraps around below a negative five and comes out the other side on the other pole as a five. No. It's so no. bad it's good. It is it's, so no, bad no. it's bad. I wanted All to right.
0: tear my fucking eyes out watching this movie. All right.
1: What do you guys what do you guys both think it should be? -5. -5. -4. This is the baddest of the bad. Like it's
0: Let, look, let me look. make okay, look, a case for you. Let me make a case look, for look, you. All right. It's no Christmas shoes.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, which is why it should be a -4 because it's not up its own ass and preachy and religious and shit it's a bad movie but it's for kids it's it knows what it is i think and i think that's worth at least one point of quality like it knows its audience it is for five-year-old children negative four i'm going to allow it the only case i'm gonna make for you is the suitcase that i lock you in and throw you off a train bridge (laughs) (laughs) it is john honestly is it worse than christmas shoes it is as bad as Christmas Shoes. Okay. But, given the intended audience, do you think it, it maybe is edges out Christmas Shoes a little bit? I am making a fucking case for this to be at least... This cannot be a negative five. This is five.
0: Bradford's last stand here, gentlemen. This is,
1: this is the hill that I'm willing to die on. Will you <laughs> here, be willing to give Santa Buddies a negative four rather than a negative five? Here's the thing. This is got insidious than Christmas Shoes, because why it is targeted at ruining children's minds and and you're saying that children are more impressionable yes rather than a tawdry tawdry christmas movie based on based on a terrible gospel song you think this is worse than that i mean christian movies are necessarily fucking terrible and like you don't end up watching a christian movie unless you're already into that fucking shit like it's not going to hurt anybody like yeah, but how many kids are actually going to be ruined by watching this movie when they're 5? It's all of it's, them. It's entertainment for children. I watched Homeward Bound 4 times when I was little. I turned out okay, hopefully. <laughs> I fucking redlines audacity laughing right now. It's it's got it's got puppies in it. -4 the, the puppies are very cute. I will to give admit. it negative four only because of the fetch joke. He gets a point for that. Hell yeah. I'm going to allow it.
0: Negative four. So we've got a three negative four on our patented crankometer. Gentlemen, I think this might have been the most contentious uh, ranking we've ever done. And I'm amazed that we came to some kind of an agreement
1: i'll take i'll accept a negative four it i mean make no bones about it it ah, is terrible one. thank you it is a terrible movie but it's not a negative everything five.
0: about santa buddies made me want to bore a hole into the wall and crawl in it and die <laughs>
1: <laughs> and which is why we're doing uh santa buddies 2 nope. next next episode calling the nope. shot Fi- episode nope. 51 no. brad doesn't get to call okay. the shots
0: i get to call the shots and we're not calling that <laughs> shot tonight uh we will call a different shot we will call a, a more unique shot a more entertaining shot but that is not yes. the shot we will be calling
1: no i have to argue this is very entertaining i think people will enjoy listening to us suffer i swear to christ the shot i'm calling is brad out of a cannon into the sun <laughs> oh I am a little more combative than usual because I haven't had about half an hour of sleep in
0: and, the past night. And, and we woke John movies. up to make him watch drank Santa Buddies two to, to review this energy, thing
1: on So this I have 10 podcast. hours of energy? <laughs> you have 10 hours of energy? I don't think it works like that.
0: Well, hey, if you got 10 hours of energy, we you know we got nine more hours of podcast to do. So buckle up, motherfucker.
1: We're going oh. for the record. Okay. I wanted to say, like, one. What... my big beef taco supreme with this fucking movie is Mm -hmm. i like really do hate any type of thing where it's like the spirit of christmas is a fucking tangible thing that like you can run out of where it's like a magical energy yeah and it's Uh, no i agree i mean like i i get that it's so it's so cheesy like i it's it it is like i don't know why but it's straight up like offensive to me um, what else? Like, what other movies do we have? Like, uh, Santa Claus does it. I think Elf, Elf does it. Elf, has it. Elf has it. Elf has Christmas that it like, almost was it did it, and that movie is fucking garbage. Hmm. Have we? We haven't done Elf yet, have we? No. That's I, will, another, I will. That's another elephant in the room. Just say that, like. The Christmas That Almost Wasn't is proof that if God ever existed, he's fucking dead. <laughs> I've not seen The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. Is that a... That's one of the Claymation ones? It's a fucking old-ass 60s one. That's the fucking worst goddamn thing in the world. But is it like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer whatever that no. anime? No? Okay. It's live action? I think so, yeah. I don't fucking remember. I've never actually watched it because I read a summary of it and was just like, I'm going to shoot myself in the fucking head before I watch this movie. <laughs> Well, I think we should do that very soon. Should, Not that I want you, you to die. Head? No. Oh, okay. I don't want um, you to die, John. Anyway, then I... It's see... just, then it's just going to be stocking stuffers from here on out. I could be on stocking stuffers too. You really should. You be could.
0: On you could stuffers. be. I. I would love to do a couple of stocking stuffers with with the J Man.
1: Even if it's just you two boys, you should do stocking stuffers because stocking stuffers are a lot of fun. They're certainly a hell of a lot less difficult than sitting down there <laughs> watching a 90-hour, 90 90-minute, 90 it felt like 90 hours, 90-minute 90 movie. You watch you, you watch a Christmas special and then talk about it for 20 minutes. It's, it's good. Well, I mean, come December we could talk about the Feast of Winter Vale and World of Warcraft. <laughs>
0: I'll leave that okay, one to you, too. We,
1: we may have to spin that off and do like a separate mini series talking about Christmas video games. That's Anyways. actually a, I, Wow, there are way too many fucking Christmas events in video games that, like, well, apply, well, make those Well, J-Man, J-Man, you and I should absolutely... I've wanted to do, like, a Let's Play of a couple of Christmas games, so maybe we should do that like as a bowling? spin-off. Elf Bowling? could be one of them, but more like, um... Well, I'll show you. Nightmare Before be Christmas,
0: little, Oogie Boogie's Revenge.
1: You know, i let it be a surprise. Are there, what Christmas games are there even? Like, the only thing I did is Batman Arkham Origins. There's, there's, um, I mean, there's the Grinch games, and actually, I was talking to Joe about this. The, uh, the, the Game Boy Color Grinch is actually, it's by Konami, and it's like a maze chase game. It actually kind of looks legit good, but anyways, maybe, maybe the less said about that, but the better for later. Maybe we should let this be a Christmas surprise and cut this out. I don't know. Basically, this. The ways to salvage this movie would be, like we said, either it's full-on animated, just a fucking cartoon, or the dogs don't move their mouths, because that's just fucking I I think it would be worse animated, but I think it would be better if they homeward-bounded it. I mean, either way would be better, like a better choice. Yes, yeah.
0: I think Christopher Lloyd's character needed to be more of a villain and not just that angry old man that lives in the town. (laughs)
1: You're saying he needed to be, like, the central villain that they need to stand up against to, no, in order or no, to save Christmas? No, he needs Christmas? to be villainous and not just grumpy. Yeah. I think he, he,
0: needs to, he needs to have kidnapped Puppy Paws, discovered the J.O. Crystal, and realized that he can command Christmas with it. Like, he yeah, needed to or, be an actual cons- villain and not just a hindrance to the plot.
1: Well, also, my second yeah, idea for right. making it better would be to take all that shit out and just make it, like... They're basically, they're just in a panic because fucking Puppy Paws just ran off. And it's not like, you know, oh, Christmas is dying without him. It's just like, oh, shit, we have to find him before we can do anything else. You, you know? know what? Yeah, because yeah. that's the,
0: the, the core of the of the story is that Puppy Paws ran away from home. And they kind of don't really address that. It's just, oh, he went to this place to do this thing. And it's not like right. a kid ran away from home. Yeah. Which is has a lot, a lot more to do with uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show episode we did than... <laughs> santa buddies
1: i don't know also doesn't this kind of violate the rules of santa that the santa claus laid out i think so how's that because like santa claus and santa paws are just like oh i'm tired you do it you do it puppy paws it's like no i mean like there's nothing in the santa claus that says that santa can't delegate just like how there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball. I, I, I wasn't on for the stockings server, but I listened to it, and I you were just you were discussing like the rules of Santa of Santa Clausing, and I don't yeah. think necessarily you like you could you have to die to like quit being Santa. I think it's more like the elves don't let anyone quit being Santa and live. Mm. Like the, the elves do not allow Santa Emeriti. So
0: You're saying somewhere there is a pile of bones somewhere in the North Pole of men who have refused to be Santa and the elves have had to dispose of them some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, what I'm saying is that guy fell off the roof intentionally because he wanted to go on on his own terms rather than be stabbed to death over the course of 364 days by an elf with a candy cane. So, is this the specter that's going to hang over every episode that we do for the rest of eternity that features a Christmas series or christmas movie that features santa is we're gonna have to talk about where it exists in the the clause verse
0: yeah because this is the third episode in a row where we've discussed this
1: yeah i mean it's kind of an interesting question to ask about every every entry i guess it's, you could say it's
0: one of the, the the santa claus is one of those movies that doesn't really fully appreciate the, the concept that it invented for itself
1: how does this movie not have a dog fart in it i was surprised by that as well
0: that's it, that's an amazing thing. And you know what? I'm willing to take off an extra point for that.
1: Negative three?
0: No. It didn't oh, have a dog. For, you know what? Yeah, you're right. No,
1: no, <laughs> no. Keep it negative four. It deserves to be at least a negative four. <laughs> I you will, already committed. I
0: will commit to the negative four, yes. Okay.
1: Thank you. Good God. Thank you.
0: All Gentlemen, right. we got to wrap um, this thing up here. Uh, so, yeah. There you, there you have it. We talked about Santa Buddies. We watched Santa Buddies for you and if you appreciated or enjoyed <laughs> this episode and want us to do more awful things to ourselves um Santa buddies please get at us on on twitter or facebook or email us email us at xmascreeps at gmail.com uh on twitter and facebook we're christmas creeps you can't miss us uh and hey if uh you want us to keep doing the show
1: uh <laughs> give me money
0: <laughs> give us send dollar dollar bills please um yeah, no, go to iTunes and subscribe and like and do the star rating and all the fun stuff that everybody says at the end of a podcast because it helps people, you know, see our show. Hey, guys. And hey, subscribe and like and smash that button.
1: Smash that like button.
0: But uh, we're not going to call our shot yet because we're not entirely sure what the future holds for the next month or so. But uh, we'll be back and we'll have another holiday episode extravaganza for you. So uh, until then, uh, I'm Joseph Wade.
1: I'm Bradford. I'm going to go huff some paint fumes until I forget Santa buddies.
0: (laughs) Good night, everybody, and uh, happy 4th.